0: Hello, and welcome to Visit Atlantic City's podcast series, Atlantic City Voices. I'm Jessica Kosunik, Director of Communications with Visit Atlantic City. And
1: I'm Karina Anthony, Senior Director of Marketing with Visit Atlantic City, and we are your official podcast
0: hosts for Atlantic City Voices. Throughout the monthly series of Atlantic City Voices, we will be interviewing various voices of Atlantic City who are important leaders in our community and destination
1: we'd like to welcome and introduce our special guest, John Henderson, producer and CEO of Good Time Tricycle Productions. Hi,
0: John. Welcome.
2: Good morning, ladies, and how are you?
0: We're doing wonderfully. We're so happy you could join us to talk all things beer fest.
2: Hey, thanks for including me. This is Red.
0: Yeah, so for our listeners who may not know you or your company, tell us more about yourself and how Good Time Tricycle Productions started.
2: Good Time Tricycle Productions is a from concept to completion event festival kind of lifestyle production company. Um, we started back in 2004 uh, with the Atlantic City Tattoo Expo, which at the time was called Drawing the Wild Card, and then kind of over time added program added program after program. Uh, we went from you know the the tattoo expo to the beer fest. And at the time I was working for Caesars Entertainment producing the Food Network Atlantic City Food and Wine Festival. And then we dropped the Seafood Fest in the mix. And I was kind of still working for Caesars. And I was like, wow, you know, so many of these things are thriving. Um, and we had such a demand for new programming that I left Caesars and essentially started Good Time Tricycle Productions.
1: That's so exciting. And as we know, there is a huge demand for these festivals in the market
2: yeah we're we're kind of fortunate. We have kind of set the tone for festivals in South Jersey. Um, you know, and it started weirdly with kind of how a beer fest structured and then people started to pay attention. I mean, we are the company that actually wrote the guidelines for the state of New Jersey and how beer festivals are produced.
1: And we are here to discuss all things Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. We're so excited the festival is returning to the Atlantic City Convention Center, April 12th to the 13th. This isn't your typical beer festival. It's truly an experience. Tell us what attendees can expect from breweries and food to activations and music.
2: So when we go back in time, uh, in 2010, uh, we saw the the writing on the wall. Like there's just all these pop-up beer festivals. And, you know, we are relatively competitive so one of the things we were thinking is like well how do we kind of do it do it better and kind of check a lot of boxes for a consumer and we've learned and we're learning at the time that you know one dimensional festivals were no longer a real thing people wanted kind of a multi level experience so we took and we added music and then we added shenanigans and just kind of added more and more and more you know and we've kind of held true to that format while we were outside and as we're coming back in for this year's April 12th uh, 12th and 13th event and you know we knew all right, let's pile in great culinary we've got so many great culinary options here in the city that you know beer and food pair well with so we're bringing in again local restaurants you know people they get get a couple beers in them they get a little more adventurous they get you know loose so we added a bunch of little experiences that you know your friends can video or very what we'd like to refer to as instagramable moments that are fun and interactive and you know, like you know keep people smiling our whole purpose for this event is really to create this opportunity for discovery, right? Discover some of the cool things that Atlantic City has to offer, discover kind of new music, discover great craft beer, discover new restaurant partners, and we do it all in the confines of the convention center. It's a great introduction to people who may not be super familiar with some of the breweries in the market or some of the breweries in the state, as well as some of the restaurants in the city and some of the personalities that are behind it.
0: I agree. If you're looking to explore more of those breweries throughout the state, it's a great opportunity. <laughs> Going back to some of the fun shenanigans or activations, I always loved watching the silent disco area.
2: Yeah, that was fun. We had actually saw that a bunch of years ago uh, in Europe. It started in Europe. And um, I, my tech director, I said, Doug, how do we do this? And he figured out relatively quickly. So we did this um kind of haphazard frankenstein version of it for the first year and it took off and then all of a sudden we saw companies kind of that actually built programs and you know facilitated it so we just ended up renting it and we see it pop up all over the planet now
0: oh yeah it's quite popular and also the beer festival has been specifically the atlantic city beer and music festival has been recognized as one of the top three beer and music festivals in the country is that correct
2: uh, yeah, for literally, we are on the list of top beer festivals in the country for the last 15 years.
1: That's amazing to see that recognition for Atlantic City and for your organization. And and I like that you uh, throw in the opportunity for discovery in Atlantic City. I think that's really important because even locals might not know all that is available to do here in the city.
2: Yeah, we we have a weird sense of responsibility when it comes to introducing people to you know what we like to refer to as friends you know, in building this business here in South Jersey, kind of all of our program, we have a responsibility to the market and it's not just selling tickets, right? It's also, you know, introducing them to new hotel partners, to restaurants like the Cardinals and the, the new restaurants that pop up while reaffirming existing relationships with like the Irish pub and, you know, and Tun Tavern. And so we take this responsibility on saying, hey, you know, you're only gonna spend four hours with us at, at this festival. Well, there's so much to do, and we try to be that tunnel or that catalyst to put people out in the city and say, hey, Atlantic City has a lot to offer from a food perspective, from a beverage perspective, from an entertainment perspective. And we try to kind of open those blinds up to kind of our attendee, you know, and say, hey, check it out. I mean, to this date, when we started this company, we have brought or given over a million people a reason to visit Atlantic City.
0: Yeah, like you said, it's a great opportunity for our local businesses to participate and shows the diversification of amenities we have here in the city. So I'm interested in hearing your process of choosing some of the best bands year after year. Do you survey attendees after each event or is it based on what's trending?
2: So a little bit of both. Right. So when the festival gets over, you know, we do our hey, thanks for everybody coming out and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a month or so after that, because as the festival's happening, we're already forecasting and looking at who we want to book for this specific, uh, specific festival. And we've got kind of our wish list of of, uh, bands, which for the most part, we've really gotten almost 90 percent of them. Right. Uh, But we put it out to the consumer as well. Who do you want to see? Who kind of wets your whistle? Uh, and they have to check certain boxes. And one of them, they have to be a band that would, in general, pair well with beer. Uh, and we owe that responsibility to the breweries. We say to the breweries, hey, we're going to bring you the crowd that wants to experience kind of that new flavor profile or you know, wants to know more about breweries. It doesn't do uh, the breweries, the 100 plus breweries that participate in the festival, any benefit for us to bring in a crowd that doesn't care about beer that doesn't care about craft beer so you know people don't realize how much goes into this sausage of you know picking the right breweries picking the right bands the right partners um, it's weirdly become you know over the last 18 years almost a science it's like all right how do we what is that next band uh, I'll use hot Mulligan for an example hot Mulligan is this massive up-and-coming uh, band very similar to the Wonder Years Uh, who we had a couple in 2019 at the center. Um, I went to see the band. We had had the opportunity to book them. So we grabbed them and I was like, well, they're young. You know, they're 22, 23 years old. Is this audience um, going to be a beer centric audience? So Jason from Near Dark Entertainment and I um, took a road trip. Uh, My daughter, Mackenzie, who works for the company now, went as well. Uh, And we spent some time at the show and i I sat by the bar for a good hour and a half just watching uh attendee processes what are they buying what are they drinking you know who are they how are they interacting and uh the bar was a very very beer-centric crowd and they were asking craft and they were asking so they it it validated in our heads all right this is the right band because to be at first they were so young i was very skeptical uh but after spending you know an hour hour and a half at that bar i was like all right we made the right decision and of course you know we've got saves the day who weirdly enough i don't know if people realize we had over a decade ago and attendees loved them uh and then um goldfinger was that band or one of the bands when we had to postpone the festival due to covid that was on the lineup And they reached out to us and said hey we know this festival is happening we know it's back in in the spring and april we'd love to play it so i mean they literally came to us which was super exciting
1: I see what you mean, how it is a science, because it sounds like a very organized mesh of profiles that you've put together.
2: Yeah, people, you know, and uh, listen, you don't want people to know what goes into the sauce. You just (laughs) want them to come have a great time, you know, smile. Like, I mean, I think people think I just drive around, smoke cigars, drink beer and kind of hang out, right? Uh, They don't realize that, you know, to, to get this festival up and running, we start the day after it's over. And, you know,
0: Yeah, it is quite the planning process.
2: It it is. And now, you know, we're saying, all right, you know, on top of all the other programs that we're producing, you know, now for 2024, we're going to do the indoor April event, but we're also going to do the July event, right? So, you know, we're taking kind of the best of the indoor world and the outdoor world and producing two festivals at the same time, specifically under the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival umbrella.
1: So for this music festival, where can tickets be purchased? And do you have incentives to purchase early as opposed to buying at the door?
2: So, yeah, we always kind of warn people against buying at the door. The festival on Saturday historically sells out, right? Um, But, you know, there are, and if you head to our our, uh, website, acbeerfest.com, that'll give you a portal right into kind of Ticketmaster, and you can buy your tickets there. Um, You can also, you know, weirdly enough, people don't know this, you can also uh, go right to boardwalk hall while they're in operation or while they uh, the box office is opening and get your tickets without that ticket master fee the ticket master fee has always been a big contention you know people hate to you know spend extra money on anything especially now you know the other things that we do that we're super proud of is we actually go to breweries around the state and we do this ticket master fee uh, fee-free ticketing event and your first beer is on us so for example last week Mackenzie and i went to bolero snort uh, we sold almost 100 tickets met, and it gives us the opportunity to really kind of have a conversation with our consumer this way we're learning on the fly as well because it's an ever flow it's an ever-changing culture right um so we go to these events and if you buy your ticket at this event you know you don't pay the ticket master fees and your first beer is on us like we're doing one on Wednesday um, at Cape May and then um, Wild Air the week after that. And you can find all of these uh, these dates for these ticketing events on our website at acbeerfest.com. And of course, that's the kind of the, the way to grab tickets as well.
0: That's awesome. So all these little pop-up activations almost. And it's nice because you're having more of an intimate conversation and they're saying, hey, <laughs> this event producer is boots on the ground.
2: Well, this we this is a family business weirdly enough we're not you know we're an entire staff of four full-time people right you know we're producing 12 big events that you know this year will move over a hundred thousand people you know they we want to make sure that the consumer realizes that there's a human element to this company you know we're not a live nation we're not you know one of these bigs we are a small company that is producing festivals because we like the content that we're producing we don't we never do something that's outside of our wheelhouse like you'll never see a good time tricycle bridal show and expo you'll just never see it it's not in our wheelhouse but you will see fun things like the witchcraft like you know the down beach seafood fest, knee-high knucklebuster, micro wrestling you know we've got some other things that we're going to launch this year that are super unique you know because they're in our wheelhouse and we like to be out in the field or out in the streets and having those conversations. You know, a lot of times when people send an email or, you know, a Facebook message or whatnot, it's it's probably myself or Breer McKenzie answering those. Right. So you're getting right to the people who are responsible for the content.
0: Exactly. And that interaction is so important. So in addition to the BR Music Festival, you have also teamed up with CK Running to put on the eighth installment of the Hops Trot 5K. Can you tell us more about the run and take us through the course?
2: So so if we go back in time, uh, my buddy Steve Del Monte and I, who you guys are familiar with, started to craft this thing um called the hopstrop 5k you know and as Steve kind of did other things he you know had to had to opt out we brought our friends at uh, CK running in to facilitate the the run portion of it and fun partners to work with the 5k is not meant to be one of your personal best times right when people
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure especially when they're stopping for beer on the way
2: <laughs> yep exactly so and we tell people that like I get people you know who will sign up who start to ask timing questions And I have no problem reaching out going, yo, this might not be the 5K. It might
0: be the best fit for you. (laughs) Yeah,
2: you know, and then we tell them, like, listen, you're going to stop at five or six different, you know, Atlantic City establishments. You're going to have a beer or, you know, a taste. We're going to throw silly obstacles in your way that are going to make you laugh along the way. I mean, you might get chased by Bigfoot on the boardwalk. It's very (laughs) likely, right? Um, So little fun things that, you know, we start at the convention center and the race kind of will hit up a bunch of different people a bunch of different bars you know tennessee avenue's in the mix uh loteria's in the mix we're actually working with the guys at acx which is that new studio you know uh that was the old pier we want people to see that so we're going to run people through that you know johnny x sets up at kennedy plaza down by boardwalk hall you know and then it all culminates back to you know, the convention center and running through the finish line and being some of the first people in session two of the Atlantic City Beer Music Festival, which features Saves the Day.
0: Those are some great stops along the way as well, going back to showing the consumer and the attendee the experiences that they can have throughout the city.
1: You know, in addition, we know you love curating exclusive events. So can you tell our listeners what else they can expect from you and your team in the coming months that you've been alluding to throughout our... Podcasts.
2: You like how I drop the little little crumbs yeah. there? You here, here. <laughs>
0: would,
2: would think I was kind of a salesperson. Um, <laughs> just a little. Just a little bit. Yeah. So um, you know, we've got a full year. Uh we've got a year, and we're gonna drop a couple things that I'm not privy to kind of let the cat out of the bag. And for our PETA friends, I don't actually have cats in bags. <laughs> um, so we start off the year with the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival. Um you know, April 12th and 13th, you know, returning to the convention center, you know, three sessions, you know, we'll probably see upwards of, you know, 14 to 15,000 people. Uh, And then in May on May 18th returning, we started a program last year and the the timing is pretty awesome. Um, We call it the Atlantic city cigar social uh, and it's uh, presented by cigar snob magazine and it's a 500 person event. Um, And it's in uh, it's on Oscar McClintock, park oceanfront park uh, which is an outdoor venue you know and a lot of people there's a stigma of this cigar this whole cigar culture but you know it is still a culture right and it kind of has its place so we found a, a space that's a neutral space it'll feature 20 plus cigar manufacturers an amazing menu um, shucked oysters uh, burlesque uh, panels and discussions swag bags beverage tastings like six different uh, bourbon partners rum partners we're having a beer crafted specifically for the event so it's and it's only limited to 500 people which last year sold out relatively quickly um and that's accigarsocial.com uh, plug 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 and then uh, we go into the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival summer session which is two sessions uh Saturday from 12 to 4 and again 6 to 10 Uh, We're actually going to announce the headliners for that on uh, April 12th at, you know, as we let that huge crowd of people in for the first session of of beer fest. I think people are going to be stoked to, you know, what we have. And, you know, the reason we brought that we kept the two events was when we produced the festival outside there were so many people who liked the outdoor event and then there were so many people who like the indoor event that we didn't want to the proverbial face throw the baby out with the bathwater, right we thought this is a great festival let's just spread it three months apart so we can go different music styles and different beer styles from some of the same breweries so july 13th Baderfield, the atlantic city beer and music festival uh what we refer to as summer sessions and those tickets will go on sale february 12th uh, and then we've got uh July of the week after that July 20th we partner with our friends at the Ducktown for knee high knuckle buster micro wrestling we've been doing and pun intended this is our smallest event <laughs> <laughs> we partnered with my buddy, Johnny X at the duck town. We've been doing this now for seven years. Uh, we work with a company called the micro wrestling federation. And I don't know if you're familiar, but on the discovery channel right now is a show called big little brawlers. And it's about the life and tour schedule of a micro wrestling organization. It just so happens It's our micro wrestling for, uh, organization. Oh. And we're trying to get the dates, but th- last year at the event, they actually filmed in Atlantic city um some of this programming for the discovery channel so once we have the dates we'll put it out there in the inner interwebs but yeah the micro uh, wrestling federation on discovery channel is uh, our wrestling troupe for knee-high knuckle buster micro wrestling july 20th tickets for that go on sale on uh, april fool's day april 1st
0: that's amazing i'll have to check that out on the discovery channel
2: it's yeah i'll send you a link it's a lot of fun for those who are kind of listening and you want to google it it's called um uh brawlers pint-sized brawlers or yeah something like that but I'll 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 tag it in this uh we talk about uh but yeah they're fantastic humans I've actually become friends with them the store their stories are great you know and it's funny when we started the event um I had people who were mad about it like hey you know these you're you're exploiting these people uh what would you do if that was your kid I said man I'd be that parent in the front row with a giant foam finger going throw them over the top ring you know um you know it's 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 awesome to see you know these 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 folks are nothing nothing shy of athletes and just great people so you know if anybody sees it out there it sells out relatively quick uh july 20th website is kneehighac.com then we kind of don't do much for the summer the city doesn't need us in the summer we we do our stuff kind of on the bookends really we want you know there's a lot going on in atlantic city we don't want to create distractions from other things that are happening right so we wait until September and then we produce um, the Down Beach Seafood Fest, which was previously the Atlantic City Seafood Festival. and We move it to Vetner. It's about a 15,000 person event. It features all local culinary and that's September 14th and 15th. Uh, it's a, a mile outside of Atlantic City on this beautiful por- parcel of Vetner green space that overlooks the water. Uh, we usually feature about 30 restaurants, cooking demos. We do a Craft Beers of New Jersey tasting tent you know, we lean a little towards craft beer. Um, lots of shenanigans for kids. You know, we, we make sure that booger eaters have stuff to do while they're there. We do a chowder cook-off that benefits our friends at the Community Food Bank of New Jersey. Uh, just a day full of great programming and, you know, essentially gluttony. Come, you know, shove all this food in your face. Uh, and then we run into October, which this year will be, I believe it's October 11th and 12th, a program that we started four years ago that we're extremely proud of. It's called Witchcraft, a mystical encounter with and spirits. It is, uh, it's a play on words and I hate that I have to explain it, but Witchcraft around Halloween is like, oh, it fits, it's fun. It actually, it's a craft Beer and craft spirits festival. So it's kind of a plan where it's like, which craft do you prefer? Do you prefer craft beer, craft spirits, craft cocktails? Um, it's featured they'll
1: catch on eventually. <laughs> well,
2: it I not explaining it enough that people are like, this is what that guy meant. Uh, it's we we take over an abandoned campgrounds out in the middle of the um, Wharton State Forest. Um it's a mile and a half in the road down a dirt road. Super, super creepy. Um, we set it up with all these haunted experiences. We do drag shows. We've got a drag uh, a drag troupe that reenacts different movies uh, on stage as almost like musicals. Um, We'd have bonfires everywhere. You know, our, our, our friends at Rhythm and Spirits in Bar 32 do a whole hot chocolate um, station with different hot chocolates and spiked hot chocolates. Uh, there's haunted experiences. We have the center of the event is all psychic mediums from, you know, tarot card readers to energy readers to palm readers, you know, so that's got a great vibe. And then we feature 60 to 70 craft beers and spirit companies. And then we roll into at the hard rock uh this year i believe it's the 8th through the 10th the atlantic city tattoo expo essentially the show that started it all um the atlantic city tattoo expo hosted by the hard rock it is one of the country's oldest and longest running tattoo gatherings or tattoo conventions typically see five or six thousand people um 115 to 120 artists from all over the planet Uh, Sideshow acts. Um, We do this thing called stupid stuff people do for money. Uh, Just kind of real tattoo contests. Super interactive. A lot of the uh, Spike uh, TV's old Ink Master crews, they show up. Uh, it's, you know, this opportunity to really get tattooed by people that, you know, you'd never really get a chance to, you know, fly to Korea or fly to Japan or Italy or Spain to get tattooed by. And if you're an art lover, it's a great way to pick up some really cool, unique pieces, um, of art for your house, for your office, for whatnot, because it's just, it's, it's completely art focused. I mean, we've been doing that event since 2004. Uh, and super you know i mean it's it's almost 20 years old right and it's it i still feel like i'm you know 30 years old like when i started it but yeah i mean it's 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 from what that festival or that expo you know was the seed that created the tree that is essentially good time tricycle
0: wow there you have it folks that is quite the lineup of events for the year so if you want to be a part of the shenanigans uh grab your tickets
2: yeah it's it's you know we try to keep everything affordable. Um, You know, and and even with like fees and whatnot that people complain about, um, you know, we try to make sure that, you know, the offering that we we provide is worth not just the ticket price, but the fees as well. You know, we're confident that, you know, we kind of check those boxes every time. You know, we put a lot into each one of these things.
0: And it definitely shows that you care and put a lot of thought into each and every event. As we wrap up, we are going to switch gears and dig deep to find out what is a restaurant that you like to gatekeep, your favorite spot that you're willing to share with our viewers?
2: Oh, so this is this is funny, right? Um, I always, my kids gatekeep, and I just, a month ago, I realized what the, the phrase gatekeep.
1: <laughs> so we're on trend.
2: <laughs> um, and we were in my office yesterday, and and the girls were like, well, what, what restaurant do you gatekeep? And I was like, Well, I don't gatekeep. I specifically don't because I want everybody to experience the rad stuff that I experience. So it's not something that I'm like I'm going to keep in my pocket so nobody shows up because I feel like we're invested in these friendships and you know we need these places to do well. And I was like, Well, I like this one. I like this one. Everybody should know about this. You know, so it, it it's very hard to choose because you know keep in mind like Michael Brennan is a good friend of mine and Cardinal is a rad space. You know. You know, Scott and Mark and those guys and Lee, they're good friends of mine. And that's, you know, Rhythm and Spirits. That's a great space. But my new, and of course, Johnny, I'll talk about Johnny and Nick at Wingcraft. And I mean, I can literally name every person in every restaurant and how rad those restaurants are. And, you know, so it's hard. It's like, you know, if we were at a family reunion and he pointed and said, hey, which one of your kids is your favorite? You know, I would chug a beer and try to find Disappear into the Bushes like that Homer Simpson meme, right? Um, so if I... I will tell there's one thing I'm currently very hot on, and I don't think enough people have experienced it yet. Um, and I will go on record and say probably in the top three best wings in Atlantic City um, is the new Good Dog Bar right down there by Stockton Campus. I don't know if you know, if, if your listener you know, hasn't heard of it. Um, the Poke Bowl is awesome.
0: Yes, uh, I've had the Poke Bowl there. It's very good.
2: Yeah. It's awesome, right? The wings are fantastic. Oh, I haven't They're had their stick-ball. wings. Oh, you have to do it. You have to do it. You know, like in the other one is, you know, Nick at WingCraft. His wing is amazing.
0: I saw WingCraft just did some renovations. I have to get over there.
2: You know, the it's funny. The stuff that Nick does with his menu, I am, you know, I'm from the Pocados, so I tend to eat like a hillbilly. And he, not to offend any hillbillies out there, it's a very nice connotation. I'm a very handsome hillbilly. Um, <laughs> the... His meatloaf and mashed potatoes is stellar.
0: Really? I'm very picky of my meatloaf, so.
2: Right? You should be. And rightfully so, right? It is fantastic. And it's like when you see meatloaf on a menu, your eyebrow usually raises going, I'm in an Atlantic City restaurant. Why would I order the meatloaf? I endorse the
0: meatloaf. Get the meatloaf,
1: people.
2: As a chubby American, I endorse the meatloaf.
1: John, thank you so much for being a guest on Atlantic City Voices. We look forward to the return of the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival at the Atlantic City Convention Center.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. I love to hear myself talk.
0: <laughs> thank you for listening and stay tuned for next month's podcast to find out who the next Atlantic City Voice will be.